What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matt. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, I'm joined by Cornell women's hockey freshman, Abby Ruggiero. However, before we get to her interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at College Hockey Talk. Also, follow our Spotify page and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page as well and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I really appreciate it if you did those things. It means a lot. Now, like I mentioned before, our guest today is Abby Ruggiero. We talk about many things throughout this podcast. We talk about how she is preparing for her first year with Cornell since she has almost a year and a half to prepare because last year the Ivy League canceled their season. And we also talk about her journey to Division One college hockey being from New York. So it was an overall great conversation I had with her. So let's not waste any more time. Here's the interview with Abby. Enjoy, everyone. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Cornell freshman Abby Ruggiero. Welcome to the podcast, Abby, and thank you so much for coming on. How's everything going? Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, everything's going very well. Cornell's uh, really been fun so far this semester. So That's good to hear. And yeah, besides training, what have you been up to since graduating high school last year? Honestly, just really looking into more things from a major, like internships. Uh, I'm a comm major, so I really want to branch out and figure out what I want to do for the next four years here and for the rest of my life. Nice. What internships are you looking at? Because I already, I'm think I know, I know I'm doing an internship this summer, but I was curious what you're thinking about, what you're looking into. I'm going to look into, uh, I have an internship right now on campus for a Christian youth group and I run their social media and I plan events, but I kind of want to branch out into uh, a wider range. So I'm looking at uh, this botanical garden on campus here. They have one where I plan events, run social media, and I also get to learn about the environment. So hopefully I get it. That's awesome. I hope you do get it. Yeah, I know being a communications major myself, I usually look at it through the sports aspect because that's what I'm planning to do after college. But it's kind of cool that there's other aspects of communications besides just sports. Oh, absolutely. I would love to go through the sports route. I just I I don't really know what's out there yet, uh, but we'll figure yeah, it out. No. Yeah, definitely. You have three more years, so don't want to rush anything too quickly, especially after high school, because it felt like that went like two years, in my opinion, at least from my experience. Oh, I agree. Especially with the whole COVID thing, it was just so fast. Uh, and then we kind of just were pushed into college in a way, but. Yeah, no, I'm glad the high school's over though. That wasn't my thing. I don't know about you. <laughs> no, I actually really enjoyed uh, high school. I went to an all girls school. So I think that was a bit easier. Uh, we didn't care as much about our appearances and we worked more about, uh, looked more at school wise and really nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, the Ivy League announced the season was canceled a few months ago. I guess, where were you when you found out that news and what was your reaction to that? I was actually with my seven classmates. Uh, We got dinner and obviously we knew the announcement was coming. So we just kind of wanted to be together. Uh, It was obviously very hard uh, for us because, you know, we're really, we waited all these years just to play and 
kind of got pushed back another. Uh, we then went on a Zoom with our team and just to see the disappointment in the faces of our teammates, it was really hard. Uh, I just didn't want anyone to be sad or in pain, and obviously that's kind of what we got. So, yeah, definitely. How have you tried to gotten to know, getting to know some of your classmates? Um, as being a freshman, obviously it's a lot harder because of the pandemic. So, how have you tried to have gotten to know some of your uh, teammates so far, especially in your class? Thankfully, my teammates, uh, my upperclassmen, are very nice. They're super welcoming. Uh, they were just like text us, see if we want to go out to coffee. And then we started having a buddy system through our team. So each week we got a new buddy and we would hang out with them, text them, talk to them. So to have that, uh, I really grew with them. Uh, that's really all. That's awesome. And talk about your freshman class and what do you guys hope to bring to the team next year? Because I've gotten to know some of your classmates personally by doing this podcast, like Ashley Messier and Lily Delianita. So what have you learned from watching those type of players play as well? They are probably the most competitive players I have ever been on a team with. Uh, I think they're gonna, we're going to bring a new energy, too. Uh, the team is amazing, and I just hope we match the levels, and I think we can. Uh, that's really all I got. I think we can do it. Yeah, and how are you going about preparing for next year, knowing that you have almost a year and a half to prepare for next season? Honestly, just a lot of training, uh, focusing more on the little things. Uh, you don't really have time to uh, focus on during regular season. So that's very nice. Uh, having extra ice as well, one-on-one um, -on -one time with the coaches, I'm very excited. Nice, and what does your training look like and what challenges have you faced doing so? Because I know at least where I'm from, ice time has been very limited and gyms have been closed as well. Luckily, everything's open in Ithaca at the moment. Uh, hopefully it stays like that. Uh, we have had a solid schedule for the last three to four weeks of morning lifts or ices, and then whatever we have in the morning, we'll have the opposite at night. Oh, nice, nice. And what are you particularly looking at when you're training? Like, what are you trying to work on the most, I guess? Personally, for me, I'm working on speed and just entering the zone with speed. I tend to slow up and look for things, and so right now I'm looking at getting more involved as I'm coming into the zone. Nice, nice. And what is something you think you need to improve on the most to your game? Is it just the speed aspect or is there something else that you're looking into as well? I'm always looking to work on everything. So uh, no matter how good or bad I am, I'm going to try to just focus on getting better at each and every single thing. Um, I think off the ice is just like more communication. That's with my teammates saying like, oh, like what about this? Or what about that? Like asking questions. Yeah, and talk about what campus looks like right now. And are you on campus right now? I know you say that you're in Ithaca. I am on campus. Uh, it's doing really well. Cornell has really set up a great environment for the, all students. Uh, athletes are getting tested three times a week and regular students are getting tested twice. So we're trying to stay safe. We're wearing a mask. I have in-person classes, so that's super cool. Uh, Cornell's really putting us first in our health while keeping it somewhat normal. Nice. And uh, I guess how many of your teammates are at campus right now? Because I know some of them aren't there right now just because of the whole NCAA rules. I think, no, don't quote me. I'm not too sure. I think 15, including, mm -hmm. no, I think 15, yeah. 
Oh, nice. That's a good amount. That does that help having most of them there just for like trying to get, I guess, trying to get that connectivity between some of your teammates and line mates that you might have in the future. Absolutely. Uh, also, there are mentors. Um, no matter what grade I'm in, I'm always going to have upperclassmen to look up to. Uh, so it has really helped. Uh, even if they're not on the ice with us, I just know that I can always reach out to them. So I love that. Something else that you have to think about for next year is some of your leadership skills because there's going to be another freshman class coming in next year. Is that going to be weird for yourself being a sophomore and trying to help uh, the freshman transition into college hockey? I was just talking about my uh, this with my other teammate. It is going to be a bit weird just because if they ever ask us questions about hockey, we're going to be like, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. All we've known is what we have gotten from our teammates and what we've seen when we watch the games. On campus, I think we can figure it out. I think it can help them out a bit. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. And you know, have you been watching any college hockey so far this year? Oh, absolutely. Uh, if I'm not playing hockey, I love to watch it. Um, I watched the women's game. Uh, was it a week ago? A few weeks ago. So yeah. excited! I just wanted to get on the ice, and now I'm watching the men's. Oh, nice. What's your thoughts on it all, I guess? You know, the men's tournament last week was pretty crazy with that five-overtime thrower that Duluth had, and then obviously the women's championship was fantastic to watch, and they, it was an overtime winner by Wisconsin. I just love how amazing the teams are. You have t um, all these teams going head-to-head -head competing for one win, and there's so many overtimes. It's so exciting to watch. It's just heartbreaking to me because I'm like, oh, like you want. I kind of want both teams to win in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't have that. Yeah, I know. And when you're watching college hockey this year, I guess, like, is there anything you're looking for in particular to help improve your game since you're going to be playing against those players next year? I'm not taking notes on the players, I would say. Uh, I'm just, just watching it to watch it. Nice, nice. Who do you think will win the Frozen Four, I guess, for the men's side? Mm. I don't really want to comment on that because I, I – don't know much about the men's to have a great answer. Does that make sense? Like I'm just. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. I think my personal opinion is UMass, uh, but I think it'll be interesting just because uh, three Minnesota teams are in the frozen four, which has never happened before. Oh, that's going to be so exciting to watch. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely excited. I'm more excited though for next year's frozen four, just because it's going to be in Boston. So I'm excited to go see that in person. I hope if things get back to normal by then. I'm hoping. Uh, I also hope we have a season. So. I agree with you on that. Now, I know you've been practicing with the team, I guess. What's been the biggest adjustment you've had to make to your game going against college hockey players uh, more consistently than you used to? I honestly think just the speed of the game. I think that's a regular answer for most incoming freshmen. Uh, my league was a bit different than what I'm faced with. Uh, even at practice, it's always like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Here's the drill. Get on the line. Let's just get this going. And I'm just like, whoa, trying to figure it out. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And talk about the upperclassmen. I know you talked about how they've helped you off the ice, but how have they helped you on the ice and just talk about the leadership as a whole. One thing I love about Cornell and our team is that it's not criticism. They're actually just trying to help you. They're not trying to be mean. Uh, they just say it very kindly. They're just like, Abby, like maybe you can try this instead. I'm like, thank you. Like, Mm -hmm. I haven't been on a team where I had such a support. Uh, so I'm very, very grateful for that. 
Now, what are some of your goals and expectations for next season? And do you get an extra year of eligibility because of the Ivy League not playing this year? My goals for next season is uh, just keep getting better, see if I can get some ice time, see where the coach needs me. And then I do get an extra year, just not at Cornell at the moment. So I'll have three years here. And if I decide to use it, I can go get my master's somewhere else. Nice. That's cool. And I guess, um, what are your off-season plans, I guess? Like, what are you planning to work on uh, once you get back home from Cornell? So I'm actually staying the summer here, uh, working with my teammates who are staying. Uh, I'm going to work on my, still my speed. I want to work on my conditioning as well because uh, we have a big conditioning test uh, preseason. So I really just want to do well on that. Nice. That's good. That's good. Now I want to transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career. You're from Amherst, New York. Uh, what's it like growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? It's growing up there. It's very fun, very family based. Uh, I grew up, my rink was like five minutes from my house. So I grew up playing with my sister and my two brothers. Uh, I started off as a goalie actually. Oh, nice. Moved to D and then to forward. Uh, just cause <laughs> my dad always said it's cause I talked a lot and I couldn't talk when I was in the net alone, but it was just, I wanted to be in the play all the time. <laughs> I started actually cause my sister is my role model. I love her to death and I wanted to be just like her and that's mm-hmm. really Yeah, no, what's it like, I guess, being a goalie and then transitioning over to being a player? Is that an adjustment at all? Uh, well, I don't really know because I did it when I was a young age. I think I moved when I was like nine or 10 and then just started skating. So I, I couldn't really tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Well, uh, and who was your favorite player growing up? Like Jonathan Taze. Oh, yeah, sorry. Jonathan Taze. Nice. What about his game did you like the most? He, his style of play, uh, I think, really resembled mine. He was a lefty center. He was more... He didn't do all the fancy stick handling stuff. He was just move the puck or get it to the net. And he, in my opinion, is the best captain in hockey, which obviously may stir the pot for some fans. But he just, to me, he never gave up. He always was going for the puck. He was trying to figure it out. And that's how I want to play my game. Nice. And are you a Blackhawks fan? I am, Mm -hmm. uh, which shocks a lot of people because I am from Buffalo. But Buffalo will always be in my heart. I just like the Blackhawks because they've been winning. Well, mm-hmm. they did have one. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm assuming you're a huge Patrick Kane fan because he's also from New York and plays for Chicago. Absolutely. He actually, the organization he started at was my organization. That's cool. Have you had the chance to see him at all or never really? No. Uh, my sister's friend was very close to them, so she got to meet him a few times, but I always was, like, not around for it, which was upsetting. Oh, that stinks. Well, I guess, like, when you watch Jonathan Tay's game, I guess you were talking about the leadership. Uh, what type of leadership – are you trying to be more of, like, a lead-by-example type of player when you watch his game? Because I think that's what he's known for the most from listening to other NHL players. Absolutely. I always just want to – I guess everyone wants to lead by example in some ways. I want just to be the best teammate out there and just support. No, if I'm playing, if I'm not playing, if I'm having a bad game, if I'm having a good game, I just want to support my teammates because at the end of the game, at the end of the day, at the end of the, like everything, 
it's not just me that's going to win. It's not me just that's just going to lose. It's the team. So that's how we're really looking at it. Now you were saying how your sister is your biggest role model, and I was doing some research on yourself. She currently plays for the Buffalo Buttes. I guess, like, how she helped your hockey development when you were growing up? She is my biggest fan and my bi- biggest critic. So when, whenever we went on the ice together, because we were both coached by my dad, and she would have the latest practice, so I would stay out sometimes, and she'd be like, no, 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 you have to shoot like this, or come on, you can do better than this, and just really pushing me to be the best I can. Uh, over quarantine, we were both home and we'd work out together and I'd be like, oh, I really don't want to. And she's like, no, like it starts now. Mm-hmm. And she was the captain on her team uh, in college. So she knows a lot about the game. So I'm just very happy that I have her in my life. Nice. Yeah. And um, before Cornell, you played for the Buffalo Regals. Uh, how'd you get the opportunity to play with that organization? We moved to this organization because we wanted to play in the Canadian League, and luckily that was able to happen. Uh, that's My dad, again, was my coach. Uh, we just kind of picked up girls around the area, and then I played with them for about eight years. So it was, I, we created a new family. Yeah, and what was your favorite memory with the Regals? Oh, okay. There's a lot. <laughs> uh, my favorite one, which is kind of, people would say this is a kind of a basic answer. Um, on my birthday, we won states and just, it was packed, the rink, and it was just the best feeling in the world uh, to, one, have a gift like that and just to play with my best friends. Mm-hmm. Has that been the best birthday present you've ever gotten? I think so. <laughs> Nice, nice. Now, how did playing for the Regals help prepare you for college hockey with Cornell? Uh, Luckily, I had girls who are very serious about hockey. We had many girls go D3 and a few girls go D1. So they, every time going on the ice, we just wanted to get better. We wanted to develop. So luckily, uh, having them by my side, uh, I think really helped my skill in my game. Now, you were named captain with the Regals. Uh, what did that mean to you, and what type of leadership did you want to bring uh, when you were named captain for that organization? I think it changed throughout the years. When I first got it, I didn't know what it really meant. Uh, and then when I got to my sophomore, junior year, I realized that it wasn't just about playing well every game, because that was obvious. that's kind of hard to do. It was more about helping your teammates off the ice, being there for them when they're not having a good day or a good game. And thankfully, I learned that before coming to college. Yeah, and uh, talk about your recruitment process for a little bit and why did you choose to go to Cornell and what's it like uh, committing to an Ivy League school? Because I know it's a little bit different than going to another university because there's no letter of intention. So I was seeing, I think my first time that coach saw me was at a Stony Creek tournament when I was 14. And that's when the process started. And then I committed my freshman year, I think late March, early April. Uh, And committing, like, it wasn't a big thing around Buffalo. You had a few girls commit here and there. It was surreal. A lot of people were like, this isn't real. No way. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It doesn't feel like it, but it is. 
preparing to go Ivy. Uh, personally, for me, it was a lot more about grades, which you need to get in. So I think it put a bit of stress on me throughout my years, but without that, I wouldn't be here where I am today, so. Yeah, I know, and um, talk about playing under Coach DeRoe, and have you learned anything under him so far? Like, what's the biggest thing you learned under him so far in your first year with uh, Cornell? I think the biggest thing is that there's never an excuse. Uh, obviously, if you're injured or you're going through some family stuff, you know, but like if you're missing a rep, why? You're there for a reason. You need to get better. Um, that's I learned so much so far. It's kind of hard to pick just one, but I think that would be it. Yeah, and talking to one of your teammates, Alina Zingas, she was telling me how Coach Darrell will always stay out on the ice with you guys no matter what and at no matter time. I guess, what does that mean to you, just his commitment to your guys' development as hockey players? It's a great feeling because you just know he's there for you. He wants the best for you on and off the ice, as all do the, like all the coaches do. Uh, they just want to see you be happy and get better. And I love that aspect of Cornell. Yeah, and something else that was introduced to college hockey this year and that will be staying in college hockey for a few years is three and three overtime. Uh, what's that going to be like for yourself, having more space on the ice and having more chances for offensive opportunities? Great question. <laughs> uh, I thought I was going a different way, so I was going to be like more conditioning from coach, but uh, you went with space for a player. Um, I don't know. I think it just will give me more time to do uh, things that I think we can trick a lot of teams into falling for other things. So I think that'll be really exciting to watch. Yeah, no, And also in those three and three overtime situations, you have to be a little more defensively minded because if you make one little defensive mistake, it can cause an odd man rush. Is that something you're preparing for when you get involved with those three and three overtime situations? Uh. I think anytime we're very defensive minded, we're always thinking like one wrong move and it's out the other way. So uh, I think it's just, I haven't been really working on that, but. Now something else about Cornell is the alumni that have been there before you have Rebecca Johnston, Kristen O'Neill and Jamie Bourbonnet who have all went to Cornell and had a lot of success there. I guess, how do you try to continue their legacy at being freshmen? That's oh, that's a question we've been getting a lot. Uh, obviously, we're replacing a very, very good senior class. So I think just working 10 times harder, uh, communicating more with the team, trying to grow it uh, is how we're going to fill. You're never going to be able to fill those shoes, but try to even get the team where they had it. I think that would be the plan. Now, for all the Cornell fans that are listening to this podcast that have never seen you play, uh, just describe your game to them and what do you hope to bring to the team next year? I would describe my game as a gritty forward who is not afraid to battle for the puck and will uh, get it to the net. And I'm excited to play for Cornell and be in the atmosphere of the fans, hopefully soon. Uh, I came to a lot of games because I'm I don't live too far and they are just so loud, so excited for them, so passionate. I love it so much. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of those types of forwards that get the dirty goals because I was kind of like that myself playing. So I'm looking forward to watch you play next year. Now, talk about the academics a little bit at Cornell. What's that been like for yourself? And I know you're saying that you've had some in-person classes. I can't really relate to that because I've never had an in-person class in college. So I guess talk about what that's been like for yourself. So luckily, my high school prepared me well. Uh, so it wasn't too big of a jump. Uh, also, it was, I think, a lot easier because hockey wasn't in full swing. It isn't still. So I have a lot more time. And for in-person classes, again, we're six feet apart. We're wearing masks. But I'm just, it, it feels normal. So it's pretty cool to be in person. I hope you get some soon. Thank you. I appreciate that. Have you had the chance to do any online classes or have all your classes been in person? I had a good split. So I'm taking five courses and three are online and then two are in person. Nice. What's your thoughts on the online classes? Because for myself, it's been kind of an adjustment just doing it through Zoom just because it's different not getting that full-on face-to-face interaction with the professor. I guess, how have you tried to adjust to doing some of those classes on Zoom? I have been putting my phone away and trying to get out uh, to libraries or just cafes because I don't want to... I want to pay attention. I want to learn. Uh, And I think with staying home, it puts you at a disadvantage because you're like, well, like I can go down and make a sandwich or I can go to bed. Like it doesn't matter. Uh, So it has been hard, I think, for everyone. So uh, I guess it's just like trying to get through it. Hopefully it goes back to normal very soon. Yeah, I don't know if there's a study on it, but I feel like every time I'm in my house learning from a computer, it's a lot harder to focus than when I'm in a classroom or in a library. Uh, But that's like very interesting to think about. I don't know if there's a study on it, but there's got to be something that like, I guess, relates to that because I really don't know why it's like that. They have to be doing a study soon. Obviously, as a comm major, we know how many studies are out there and they're always doing new ones. So maybe in a few years, we'll figure it out. I think it's just maybe the environment because you're used to not doing anything when you're in your room versus like now you have to go and do classes and do work in in your room when you're not used to it. So maybe the environment aspect of it, like you're just not used to working in an environment where you're never working all the time. That makes sense. I think you might be spot on with that. So now I guess what's the campus like in Cornell Uh, walking around, uh, just describe it. What's it like to me? Because it seems really nice from seeing the photos and like, what's the coolest thing you've gotten to do? Uh, non-academic related on campus? So I would just like to say this. Obviously, I'm a bit biased, but I think Cornell is the prettiest campus on earth. I don't even care. It is just the buildings, uh, the sun, like the hills, the sun setting. It is so pretty. The coolest thing I've done on campus, uh, ooh, that's kind of hard because I don't know what would be considered cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of hiking grounds around here, so uh, that's what I, that's what I consider cool. I've got to hike a lot lately, so that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big hiker myself, so that's really cool. Uh, what's the best trail that's around campus? I guess, and like, is there any good views? Oh, everywhere you look around here, there's amazing views. The best trail so far, uh, Buttermilk Falls. Nice. I guess I got to try it if I ever go down there in the future. You do. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of those Zoom classes, uh, someone was mentioning to me how it's been an adjustment to do those, uh, what's it called, Zoom breakout rooms. Uh, how have you adjusted to that? Because I guess for myself, it's a bit awkward because no one has their camera or microphones on, so it's hard to get work done. 
Personally, I think it depends on the class. Um, my communications classes, the cameras are on and we're all kind of talking, like talking through it and figuring it out. But for my other classes, uh, the cameras are off and I do like to talk a lot. So I'm always like, hi guys, like what's going on? Sometimes they answer, sometimes they do not, so. How do you handle it when they don't answer? Cause that's probably super weird. I just mute myself and I figure it out myself. <laughs> what, was, what am I supposed to do? I don't want to like put in the chat like, hey guys, can you please answer? Yeah. You no. might not even be around their computer, so. Or they're just like too scared to answer, I guess. That's could be another one, but I'm not sure. It's I. That's the one thing I hate about Zoom. Now back, to, we're now in the segment I like to call the non-hockey segment of the podcast where I ask you some non-hockey questions about, you know, just not nothing involved with college or hockey. So my first question to you is what music do you like to listen to? I am all over the board. Uh, lately, I've been obsessed with Taylor Swift. I love that woman. I think she has a beautiful voice. I'll, but I'll listen to anything except like Screamo. I think that's most people. I'm not a big Screamo. <laughs> I've never heard anyone that likes it, to be honest be with you. Surprised. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I guess like what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Because I know she's, she's been re- releasing some old songs, I've noticed, just because I get the Spotify alerts. Right now, it's better than Revenge. Uh, you put that song on, I'm screaming every word. Nice, nice. Now, what is your favorite TV show, and which character on that show would be the best hockey player, in your opinion? Oh, sure. My favorite TV show, show is called New Girl. Oh, I uh, love that show. That's a good I one. love that show. Mm-hmm. The best hockey player on that show? Uh, I honestly would say Coach, just because he was like a PE teacher. Yeah. But maybe Nick. I feel like it would be Nick just because he's from Chicago, so he has that <laughs> hockey background. Definitely not um, definitely not Jess, though. That's for sure. Oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she would fall straight on her face uh, on, on the ice if she had the chance to do it. Absolutely. Now, I guess, like, what's your favorite Schmidt moment? Because that's my favorite character on that show. I love him. Um, I love his jar. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but whenever he says something kind of inappropriate, they're like, put the mo- put money in the jar. Yeah. I think it's called the douchebag jar, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, I agree. That's pretty funny. Now let's talk a little bit about some of your teammates. Um, you were saying how, how you think your teammates are so funny. So who is the funniest teammate you have at Cornell? <laughs> Sid Breeza. Nice, nice. Who has the best style on the team besides yourself? Oh, this one's really hard. I kind of want to say, oh, shoot. Willow? Uh, Maybe. Willow, probably. She's an upperclassman here, and her style is always like, wow, go her. That's awesome. Now, what if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Oh, no. <laughs> Do they have to be a celebrity? No, it can be anyone, like a family member, I guess. Okay. I would want to have, like, can they be alive, dead, like anyone? It doesn't matter. It literally can be anyone. Okay. I would have lunch with 
my nana or papa they passed away when i was young and i just want to talk to them and tell them how i'm doing that's awesome that's a great answer now back to some hockey questions now my first question to you is what advice would you give a younger player trying to make it to division one college hockey uh i would tell them that every single practice is a day to get better every single lift is a day to get better those days count have fun work hard and you'll get there yeah i was watching a video where someone's like don't think about practice like oh i have 25 minutes and then i get to go home and relax because you're gonna be wishing that you never left that practice because in 20 years you're gonna be thinking about those fun memories you had with those teammates and it really like stuck to me just because you never really think about it in that way Especially after uh, practice, I think are, is when the most fun happens. You have those mini games, you get to work on extra stuff. Like, mm-hmm. so at the end of practice is time to just relax, have fun, like cool down in a way, so. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, what should be done to help grow women's hockey in your opinion? I'm curious to get your, your answer on it because you've been involved with women's hockey throughout most of your life. You have an older sibling that plays women's hockey as well and plays it professionally. I think, what one, what you're doing here is amazing. I love how you're getting women involved from every team, uh, just talking to them and really opening eyes and opening minds. Uh, I think another thing is just have people watch women's hockey. That's, I think it's just as good. I really enjoy watching both sides. Uh, so with any sport, like women's basketball, women's soccer, before you start judging, oh, it's not even as good, whatever. Just sit down and watch it. Learn about the players. Yeah, I guess, like, what would you tell those people who have, like, a negative mindset towards women's hockey? I don't even understand why they would. I just kind of assume they have a negative mindset towards women's hockey because they can't play it as well. And that could be super rude of me to say, but I just kind of wrote an argumentative essay for one of my comm classes where – women's sports are growing and why would you be late to this why would you bandwagon it just hop on start watching already these women like for the ncaa uh you saw how the women's didn't even get a weight room but they work just as hard they're just as fun to watch in my opinion it just these women are athletes Mm -hmm. i it blows my mind how they're just kind of dismissed in a way yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think something else that at least I don't think a lot of people talk about is I hope more men's hockey players speak up for women's hockey as well, because I think that definitely shines a light towards the sport. I don't know if you agree with me on that as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I saw the other day that the men's basketball NBA was wearing jerseys of the NCAA women's basketball. And I'm assuming I need like a study or something, but many people went and watched the women's basketball after that. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. And I guess like how I got involved with it was just, I guess, showing it on TV because that how I got involved with women's hockey was watching the Olympics and seeing how incredible the players were. And I feel like if you put more women's hockey on TV, you have more, more people like myself, like watching it, really enjoying it and getting invested into it and helping grow the sport. How are you going to, how are you going to, come after views how are you going to say that no one watches it when you're not even broadcasting it exactly like you were one person who watched and you're like oh like this is great hockey yeah they no. put it on tv 
Yeah, especially as a kid, because I was like 12 years old when the U.S. won the silver medal in 2014. And it really like helped me get involved with women's mm-hmm. hockey. And I think just I think it helps kids as well because they're watching TV and they scroll by and they'll watch it and they'll start to enjoy it. Especially at a young age, like hockey's hockey. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I think for younger girls, I, they need to see that they can play the sport no matter what anyone says. I definitely agree with you on that. Now, I think that's a great way to end off the podcast, but something else I ask all the players I've have on is if there's any shout outs you'd like to give to any of your teammates, family members, or friends, the floor is yours, I guess. Okay, I'm going to shout out one of my teammates. She's back in Canada right now. She was mad at me because I, she wouldn't drive, she's not allowed to drive my car. And I, I just want to shout her out because I miss her. Mm-hmm. Nice. Who is it? Her name is Claudia Yu. <laughs> nice. Nice. Shout out to Claudia. I hope all is well. And uh, yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Abby. I really appreciate it. Take care. Stay safe. Good luck for the rest of your offseason. I'm looking forward to watch you play in person uh, sometime soon next year. I'm really excited. It should be fun. Thank you so much. I can't wait. I just wanted to say thank you so much to Abby for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it, and I wish her nothing but the best moving forward with Cornell. I know she's going to do great things with that school. Thank you all for listening to this episode. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts and watch this entire interview on our YouTube channel and subscribe to that as well and like those videos. It means a lot to me if you do that. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It really means a lot to me, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. Even when my teardrops start to dry Even when the sun begins to shine again Taking all the advice there is and none of it has helped has made me realize that I won't build my life on empty words Being so damn naive, it only hurts I'm so tired of Tired of